Okay, here we are. It's the Adrian Bow podcast and it's episode 75. And we have for the first time a return guest and it's none other than my man, my brother, Josh Tessalon. How you doing? My bro? man, Adrian Bow. We're back. I'm doing well. New company, Ray White, new team, uh, still kicking goals, my man. So super excited to uh, be on the podcast with you again, my man. Awesome, brother. Awesome. Hey, um, so we're sitting here and we're at your office here in Ray White, Quakerzill. Yep. We just had a little powwow with your team. Yeah. Um, I gave them some some tips just on database primarily because I'm loving the new business energy. Yep. But as you know, mate, I'm an absolute um, stickler for uh, database and yep. making sure that you have a very sustainable and long-term business. Yep. Um, so I really want to instill into those guys the importance of recognising future sellers, not just immediate sellers. So I'm really hoping that resonated with the guys. I've actually given them some accountability KPIs yep. as well. And I uh, and I hope and, and look forward to receiving their emails on a weekly basis. Yep. I think that's just going to help both of us mate grow your business which mate i'm really passionate about seeing you excel in what you're doing you know absolutely look i think one big thing is we get gifted the seed when we get a buyer or a seller that transact with us uh, but you've got to water it and i think for me new business energy obviously only selling properties for the last four years i don't have a lot of repeat clients yet but i know as you said mate that a day is gonna come where people want to resell and we've got to be top of mind and it's the person that keeps in contact the most so what i took away from that session was definitely accountability, getting all my data back, which I lost, uh, keeping in touch uh, with the 30 and the 90 days, what we're selling, uh, touch points, anniversary cards, birthdays, sales, even to the people that are saying, you know, we're not looking to sell our property, we want to go out in a box. Long term, things change in people's lives, death, divorce, upsizing, downsizing, you know, relocating, and that happens at the click of a finger. So I think, yeah, keeping in contact, that's uh, something definitely I can work on. Um, yeah, long term. So, mate, Unreal session, loved it. Look, I love the humility with you, Josh, because you're at top of your game, but yet you sat there with your team and just said, you know what, Bowie, this is something that I can really learn from yep. and propel from, and the whole team can really be indoctrinated into this whole long-term philosophy of databasing, nurturing, growing, and playing the long game, which is not necessarily just about what you can catch and kill today, but yep. what you can nurture for the next 10 years. And the team has the luxury of youth. Yep. Um, so why not be thinking for the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years? Because that's what it's all about. And I was very fortunate enough to build a career on it early in the stage where I did do the right thing by a lot of people, which you're doing today. Yep. But unless you now galvanize and nurture those contacts. Unfortunately, time and competition can um, um, cannibalize the the, the, the the repeat business that yeah. that is 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 really what you're entitled to, but you're not always going to get unless you do adopt that nurturing philosophy. I remember one of the first times we met, and I remember you said, you've really got to squeeze the lemon yeah. as hard as you can. And I think at the moment, we're only scratching the surface just with a little bit of juice. So yeah. I think that absolutely, mate, you've got a client, keep in touch, long-term game, uh, especially now, as I said, that new business energy is still, you know, fit and firing and there and great and you know exciting but there will come a time that that database you've got to keep in touch so my man i'm going to be implementing those things straight away um which is exciting no better time than the present 
Absolutely. Okay. So we're here now, mate, like yes. you're four months into the business, correct? Yep. Yep. Okay. New business. Yep. Absolutely. So, um, you know, like the num- it's not a coincidence that the number one Ray My Agent in Australia yep. is with the number one brand in the country, brand yep. Ray White. Yep. As you know, about 60% of my clients are all Ray White clients. Yep. I'm a big uh, ambassador for the brand, as you know. Yep. Um, and tell me, because look, a lot of listeners, right, um, uh, Josh, which, which do um, subscribe to the podcast yep. they really want to get granular and really want to learn a lot about the transition from an agent to to a business owner right yeah, and look i know for someone who's been in the business three decades that works at the highest level of of of, of any real estate business um and, and and at entry levels as well i know that it's not for everyone number one yep. number two is you're deluded if you think that you're going to go from being an agent to a principal uh, or a a franchisee Mm -hmm. thinking that half of your time is going to be spent in operations and the other half time listing and selling because that defeats the whole purpose, right? So my theory, and you tell me if you're on track or off track with this, but this is the advice I give everyone. And I do a lot of business advisory to a lot of principals, including Ray White. And I tell them, if any more of 10 or 15% of your time is taken up with running the business, um, then that's too much because really 80 to 90% of your time should be at your highest and best use, which is, you know what, being a sales agent, listing and selling real estate. Otherwise, you really should stay as a sales agent, get on a good commission split, and wealth creation should be about um, earning good commissions and buying investment properties, you know. So so it's not for everyone, but I want to hear what your transition sounds, sounds like. Absolutely. Look, I uh, I was lucky that I had, uh, you know, runs on the board where I was backed by Ray White, where they supported me with the transition. Um, I was a great sales agent listing and selling, and I still am. I'm better now. I've got new skills. I train with new people within the network that are definitely elevating me to that next level. Um, but yeah, definitely. I think the key is having great staff. I'm lucky that I've got a family business now. My mum's my GM. She's sorting out all the back end stuff. I've also got my partner, Sophia. She's very much doing all the admin side, exchange of the contracts, photos, you know, writing ad copies. So my best skills are face-to-face, listing, selling, managing vendors, you know, negotiating with buyers, prospecting. And now I've got a bigger team as well that we can handle, you know, bigger capacities. So I think definitely being a business owner, um, it's different to being a sales agent that obviously you've got more responsibility. You've got other things like rent, staff, you know, managing a fit out. That took a little bit of time. Um, but at the end of the day, I think if you've got the right people, you've got your swim lanes. My swim lane, list, sell, manage, you know, look after the team, you know, have they have KPIs that I watch over as well weekly. I've got my general manager who deals with all the bills, wages, back-end staff. I've got my admin team, Tiana and Sophia. They work great together that handle everything. So I think being a business owner for me, um, you've got two types of choices as a sales agent. You can be comfortable and list and sell and still make great money on a great split, um, but you don't have the luxury of, I suppose, building an EBU or a big team and having the satisfaction. Sometimes my biggest satisfactions come from the boys. They'll come back, list a property over some competitors. You know, we'll have a good laugh, we'll celebrate it, and I get more joy out of that than myself. So I looked at it last month and, you know, 38 sales. That was our second full month in the office. 
at Ray White Quaker Seal because in the interim, I was operating at another office while the fit out was being uh, conducted. Mm. Uh, we sold 38 as a team last month, unconditional. That just gave me great pride. Yes, I sold 30 of them, but the 38 wasn't possible with everybody. So I feel that, um, yeah, look, in the last four months, it's been massive. 14% uh, market share already in Quaker Seal. We've got, we sold 126 properties as a team in four months which is just uh, just huge numbers. So, yeah, super proud of everyone. I uh, wish I did it sooner, but everything happens for a reason. Uh, and this year, a lot of people are saying, you know, the year of COVID and, you know, the year of bad luck. This was one of the best years of my life. Yeah, opened up a business, got number one in Australia from Rate My Agent, um, you know, moved into a new place with my partner. I've got a great team now. There's 10 staff members. We started with three. Now we're at 10 and, and growing every day. So, uh, yeah, for me, business ownership works and I love it. Fantastic. Look, the reason it, it works for you, Josh, is yeah. that you've got you've got your you've got Annette and you've got yep. Sophia. Um, Sophia, right? Yep. Now, now without those two people in the equation, it doesn't yep. work. No, to be honest with you, because if you had the burden of those oh. job descriptions, there's no way you you would have sold a property a day. Because last yeah. month you sold a property a day. I did. Yep. 30, 30 days, thirty sales, right? Yep. Um, so I think you have stuck to my formula, which is you're probably spending five or 10% of your yep. time, yep. maybe on an oversight capacity yep. in terms of, okay, guys, let's meet once a week or once a month with your operations team and yep. say, right, where are we up to? How's the PL looking? How are we? So that's as, as far as it should go. The yep. mistake that I've seen time and time again, though, um, Josh, is the, the, the sales agent becomes the franchisee or the business owner. And they're spending time doing trust accounting, spending time doing operations. It's insanity, right? Because their highest and best use, what made them successful was listing and selling. And then suddenly with little training and certainly little skill set, yeah. try and be someone else. And it just doesn't work. And, and they actually end up plateauing and going backwards. Um, and then they're trying to recruit at the same time. Like, you know, recruitment, I think, happens organically by yep. you doing more deals. You do more deals. Look, you've already grown a team of, of, of how many within four months? Ten now. Yeah. And look, I, I, I'm assuming, and I haven't asked you the question, yeah. but I'm assuming that you didn't go out guns are blazing and spend hours and hours on recruitment. No. I'm assuming that that by your profile and by the signboards up in the area that people yeah. wanted to be part of something that you were creating, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, without a doubt, I think the numbers, as I said, speak for themselves on an individual basis. And many people said, you know, I'm just a sales agent. I couldn't run an office or I couldn't run a team. At the end of the day, my team members were all attracted to the same things that I did. Um, marketing, youth, energy, having a a good process working together um, and doing things you know myself 25 years of age business owner I've sold over 180 properties this year already now how I did that people want to know the formula so we, we were approached when I opened up uh, by a lot of sales agents and I was very selective but from my end there wasn't a lot of prospecting I didn't make a lot of calls to people it was more social media uh, Mark Taylor uh, Tiana um, Penal as well all from social media reached out said you're doing great things I said let's grab coffee and you know one thing led to another so definitely once you're doing good things, people want to be a part of it. And if they want to be a part of it as a team, I think you all grow together. So the most exciting thing is seeing their growth, seeing them become an agent, see them write big numbers, see them do good fees, see them get the awards and them on stage. Mm -hmm. So I definitely feel, um, yeah, abundance mentality when you work together and you're learning every single day, that's what's going to make you a better agent. Like they learn stuff from me. Hey, I learn stuff from them. Yeah. At the end of the day, I know that I'm not at my capacity. I know that, yes, I do good numbers and I write good fees and, you know, I've got a, a great office 
nervous and I'm very thankful for it all, but I definitely can get better. So um, yeah, we're all, we're all learning from each other, which is great. I'm really glad you answered it that way in terms of recruitment, uh, Josh, because, um, you know, I've, I've had a lot of principals come to me and they say, look, what, what's the, what's the secret and what is the formula to recruitment? Because this is a big issue for, for, for agents because a lot of agents don't like moving. So principals find it very hard to recruit. Yep. And, and they're often surprised these principals when I provide an answer to them. And I often say to them, look, what you got to do is just build your own market share yep. where they think there's a certain strategy and system to recruitment, right? Which there can be. And, you know, I was involved in recruitment at a franchisee level and also at an agent level. So there is a process where I would look at who I was interested in and I would create touch points with them, you know, and whether that was a like on a social media or whether yep. I was touching base with a coffee or so that's a more of a strategic recruitment approach, um, which I think needs to be in place if you're looking for volume. But, I think that the passive recruitment approaches, which is the most, probably the most organic and the modern way of doing it, which is you've done it is, yep. you know what, focus on me, focus on building my market share, focus on building my profile and people will be attracted to that like magnets, you know, oh, and they'll want to be part of it. So I'm glad you've answered it that way because it's actually proof now of what I've been advising a lot of people for a lot of time is, is that, you know what, no one wants to join a, a, a business which hasn't got huge market share or hasn't no. got profile. So it's like you looking at two cafes side by side, one of them's empty, yep. the other one is buzzing with music and people and whatever, which cafe do you want to go to? You go to the one that's buzzing, mate. That's it. So, so you know, there was no strategy around how to recruit that, um, that, that person into that cafe as a customer. They were basically just attracted to it yep. because of the energy, because of the activity, because of the productivity. Um, so I think that's, that's really crucial that a lot of principals who are out there thinking, how do I recruit? Or even EBU leaders looking, how do I recruit for my immediate EBU that really productivity, energy and activity and market share is the best recruitment technique that you can possibly look at, right? Without a doubt, absolutely. I think the market share, I look at myself in Quakers Hill and how I wanted to target and sort of segment my market. We've got Quakers Hill in the middle. We've got the next best suburb, I suppose, at a lower price point being Blacktown, which I attracted Mark on. Uh, Mark's a young, hungry agent, worked at a, you know, a similar brand, but, you know, it wasn't learning uh, what he could and wasn't learning it I suppose my way uh, which worked for me so you know he's come leaps and bounds already sold over 15 properties with me which has been great I mean I look at Taylor the most expensive suburb you know to the right of us being Stanhope Gardens Taylor was in a nice office you know they were good people but he wasn't you know he was capped at his uh, his potential so coming on board with me as well he sold over 20 properties already doing big numbers his energy levels are through the roof you know he's just got a different outlook on real estate how to list and sell so mate couldn't be prouder of the boys and as I said recruit sort of came easy because my success um, they wanted to be a part of it and also wanted their own and you know why work against each other when you can work together yeah absolutely that's awesome mate um, and you know we, we were having a chat to Mark and you know one of his questions yeah. in the coaching session was well don't have an office in the area yeah. the, and and you know really my recommendation to him was let's just 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 focus on market share for now let's get 15% market share let's do whatever we need to do to get to that point then we can start looking at other strategies because everything is just a means to an end until we get to that 15% double digit magic number right um, so that was one good strategy now yep. um, mate just you personally Joshy mate, how's, how's the transition been mate like obviously you had a, a, a period of, of, of adversity there you yeah. know like 
you know, you got it's no secret, you know, you, you got marched from your previous uh, business. Yep. Um, they obviously saw that as a, as, as, as a positive. You've, you've managed to flip it on its head and completely pivot that into one of the best experiences of your life yeah. um, because you've really stuck it up them and good, good for you. Yep. Um, and, mate, as you know, I share a similar story. So, Absolutely. mate, you and, I, you and I are the <laughs> underdogs that, that love celebrating Damn, um, um, what we call, um, you know, turning, turning um, lemons into lemonade, right? Um, and we've, we've, we've made some, some really... Nice, icy, cold, tasteful, you know, beautiful lemonade out of Absolutely. lemons, right? Absolutely, the tastiest. Uh, yeah, the tastiest, <laughs> right? So, um, and, and, mate, you know, we, we've got a quirky sense of humour, both of us, that we, mm-hmm. we sort of do like to, uh, to to sort of say, hey, guys, you know, we, we've, you know, you, you, you thought you were doing the right thing, but look, look at us now. Yeah. Um, and that's not an ego thing, man. It's just all it is is it's like, you know what, man, like in life, shit's going to happen in life stuff's going to go wrong in life you're going to be faced with adversity but i'm a ma- i'm a massive believer in in is as you know mate in the uh, framework and the philosophy of stoicism which is really yep. all about you can't control what happens to you but what you can control is how you perceive what happens to you and what you do with it yep. and how you interpret it right and what actions you take after it right yep. now i look at your scenario and I'm, I'm, I'm branding you as a stoic, even though you may not know that much about it. But what you've done is said, well, I couldn't control what happened, but no. guess what? I can certainly control what happens after it and how I can control how I perceive it and how I interpret it and what I'm going to do with it, right? So it, 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 it's very admirable watching the journey, but still I want to find out what toll it's taken on you personally because I, I know that at the beginning it was hard mate like I know I was one of the first people you spoke to when yep, it happened absolutely. and you know I, I gave you my recommendations and and but so where are you now and where were you then and how was the transition and, and how did it all play out yeah look this is probably one of the first uh interviews I've done um with a good friend of mine obviously being a new mate so um yeah talking about it candidly open and honestly like imagine your life sort of just gets uh tipped upside down in in just a couple of hours yeah so my whole all my listings all my database uh, all my contacts um, everything I had coming on the market just got ripped away. But look, at the end of the day, um, it was probably the best two weeks of my life in that period of time. I learned so much about myself. Um, I learned who was the real people that were there for me. There was only a few people in that inner circle that knew what was going on that was brewing in the background. There was only a few people that you know really believed in what I could do. Now you go through the roller coaster of emotions like anything. Like you know you're upset, you know you're down, you think worst case scenario, and then I remember I snapped out of it probably after a couple of hours. I was sitting in the cafe with Tom Panos and I said, you know, the comeback is going to be, you know, better than the setback. And at the end of the day, it just gave me an, another opportunity to show everyone what I could do. Mm-hmm. You know, all the cards on the table, no database, lost my phone number, uh, no listings, no contacts from scratch. It's like people tried to take out the legs, but I took them out from the neck. So at the end of the day, um, yeah, look, roller coaster emotions initially, but it was, I, I'm a very a goal orientated person. So for me, the goal was to, you know, choose a brand. The goal was to, you know, choose where my office was going to go. It was going to choose the marketing 
campaign that I wanted to go with. And I went full out. I was lucky I had the great support from Ray White that obviously uh, took me under their wing and we formed a great plan together. Uh, we had great marketing. We did everything, buses, letterbox drops, sponsoring schools, shops, you know, billboards. We uh, wanted to get our presence back on realestate.com. So guess what? We bought every single generator there is. Real estate uh, in 25 suburbs, domain, we've got the generators, open agent, every single rate my agent as well big shout out to them winning number one last year uh in the country for them out of fifty four thousand was you know great honor hopefully win it again 2021 um but you know they supported me as well we had a social media targeted campaign we took out the google adwords we took out every single data that i had um and targeted them pretty much on social media. So for us, um, it was the process. I just had one little goal at a time. I remember my first goal was to get another listing. And I remember as soon as I made my announcement with Ray White, someone called me that day and said, Josh, we waited for the announcement. Can you come around tonight? Listed it on the night. It was the first listing that I got. Then it was the first you know, listing that went online. I remember being so proud. Ray White had never been in Quakers Hill as a major market leader. And I remember that first listing for me was, you know, this is a symbol of what's going to come. I'm going to spray my suburb of Quakers Hill yellow. My first one came, you know, my first sold happened. I remember signing the contract with Alex at like nine o'clock at night. It was an investment property. We're in Park Lee um, negotiating with the vendor, got the deal done, you know, all happy, all smiles. And I remember saying, this is the first of many. And then the first deal came and the next review came and then everything started to just, you know, roll on from there. And I knew if I got one, I could leverage the two. Now, not only did I take out Quaker Hill, I started to hit other suburbs, Acacia Gardens again. I started to hit Dean Park. I started to hit Colby. I started to hit Schofields. I started to hit all my surrounding markets, even Stanhope Gardens with Taylor, even Blacktown with Mark. We had a prime focus, but everyone had to know who we were, where we went, why we went to the brand and how much better we are because of it. So I suppose feelings now, extreme gratitude to the people that helped me you know, just the mentors, um, yourself, Tom Panos, you know, my mate Emil Urasic over in uh, over in Queensland, great mate of mine, great my agent, all the boys there. Like we speak every single day, me, you know, Steve Watson, um, Mark Armstrong, obviously the co-founder and CEO there. We speak almost every day. Absolute legends of people. REA, my, all down to the account manager, Doris at REA, absolute legend, helped us with everything, you know, bidding on all of the, the generators, um, just, a, you know, massive support network at all hours so i suppose now as i said gratitude extremely thankful to all the people um, that trained us helped us the people in the ray white network as well uh, tim snell he's the one that broke the deal got us over tim was at my house every single night for those you know 10 10 to 14 days um, coming over almost slept in his car out the front to get the deal done you know andrew mcculloch absolute legend emma biasetto on the back end of ray white dan white i was at dan white's house the other day um just having dinner with him and his family they welcome me into their place um, sam his lovely wife um, all his kids you know the dogs that we met uh, brian white his dad um his wife as well uh, yeah extremely grateful to now be a part of a network that a you know has pride in their agents supports their agents the culture in there you know at this brand is just phenomenal you know everyone wants everyone to succeed they're all working for you working with you um uh, you know, as I said, I, I wish I did it sooner, but everything happens for a reason. And I look at it now in hindsight, if I knew what to come, it's, it's far exceeded my expectations. You know, over 120 sales as an office, 10 staff members, my market shares through the roof. 
um, great my agent again next year, hopefully win that again. And, you know, now on the big stage with, you know, elite performers, no longer at a, uh, a small rock in the sea now with the sharks. So very exciting. And I'm loving every single, um, every single bit of it. That's awesome, buddy. It's such a good story. And look, it, it's, it's, it's an example of the, what I call the law of reciprocity and what, what, what some people call the law of attraction, which is, you know what, prior to making this transition, you did a lot of right things by a lot of people. Yeah. So, so the universe responded when, it, when, when the chips were down for you and yep. you needed help, the universe responded because prior to that you did a lot of, we're like, no one's perfect. You're not, no, perfect, not perfect, not wrong. but we've all made mistakes and said things and whatever. But what I'm saying and hearing is that when the chips were down and you needed support because you did the right thing by so many people prior to that, then the universe responded and you found the right people. I did. As you said, your people were around you and they're all there. Um, and, and, and they're all, um, you know, you're standing on, 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 on all their shoulders and we're all lifting you up and wanting you to do well, which is great. And look, it's, it's good um, that you've, you've, you've joined the number one network in Australia. You know, yep. as you know, you know, half, uh, more than half of my clients are Ray White agents. Yep. Um, you know, it is a brand that, that is a high performance culture brand. Yep. Number one, number two, they recognize and appreciate, um, you know, hard work. Yep. Um, and number three, uh, you know, the, the, the scale in which, they can operate in terms of the database, the agents, the officers, um, you know, no one else can compete with that. You know? So, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a terrific uh, opportunity for a top agent to connect with a top brand. Um, so I'm glad that the, the downtime wasn't too traumatic for you. No. I know there were days and probably yep. moments where, where it felt really challenging and hard and but but it sounds like that you know you just linked arms with the close net of people around you and I remember speaking to you at the time and you know you know sure the the, the, the sound in your voice wasn't great but then you know the next day and the day after that it, it got better and better so mate I'm so happy to, to now be sitting here in your new office yep. where you're doing a deal a day <laughs> deal a day right deal a day, um, mate <laughs> Um, but what I love more so after just spending some time with your with your office here yeah. is, mate, like the culture, like the young guys that are in here, they're just sponges. They're happy yeah. to learn, happy to grow. Uh, I offered to be accountability partner to a few of them. They were just so appreciative. And then I meet your mum and yeah. I meet your, your girlfriend. Yeah. And I'm like, man, this is a family business within a family business, yep. you know, because Ray White is a family business and you've, you've, you've replicated that um, at, a, at a suburban level um, and you've definitely embraced the values, traits um, of, of the brand itself. So good for you, mate. I'm really, really proud of you. Thanks, Bill. Um, so, mate, what's next? What's next um, in terms of, uh, I mean, I, I, yeah, what, what, what's the next goal? Because, like, I know there's there's a lot of people who reach certain landmarks in their life and yep. then they start to plateau, right? Yep. And that, the main reason for that is they don't think big enough. They don't create big enough goals. Um, I mean, the, the, the best example was actually, you know, like 60-odd years ago when uh, when the, the, the Armstrong and um, and Buzz Aldrin and, and another bloke went out and ended up on the moon yep. and made, they ended up coming back clinically depressed yep. because, like, 
where do, where do you go from there? Yep. You landed on the damn moon, right, mate? mate. Yep. So there was actual clinical depression, which they needed therapy and medication to get over. Yep. Because so that's an extreme example. Now, yep. I'm, 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 what I'm asking here is, you've reached a certain landmark goal in your life, yep. right? What's the next one? Because I certainly don't want you to plateau from here. I just want this as a as a springboard for the yeah. next and the next and next. Absolutely. Look, I think one goal for me was obviously um, working at a no name agency where I you know wasn't competing with anyone but myself. Very much you know coming to Ray White. Now I'm competing with great agents in great suburbs, a couple that are more expensive than me, a couple that are maybe cheaper than me, but people are still doing numbers. I suppose I've got two sets of goals or three. I've got my business goals. My business goals is to grow into other suburbs. Uh, I'm not stopping at one office. I think there's some great opportunities, an exciting one. Stay tuned. I put an, exp uh, an expression of interest in a new shopping center that's being built. Um, that I'm looking to put an office in there as well. So that's super exciting. So from a business perspective, grow that grow my team um i suppose from my team members um goals and i look i look forward to them becoming number one in their markets i think taylor's already the number one agent in stanhope gardens he's got a few more suburbs to hit you know he wants to write a million bucks next year i think that's 100 percent achievable great guy good work ethic uh, we're working right now on his presentation his vendor communication which he's getting better at every single day um, his dialogue as well unreal almost you know sounds like me sometimes even better which is super exciting so seeing him become uh, a better agent, writing a million bucks, you know, getting that chairman's elite status with Ray White. That's going to be a big moment for him, for Taylor. I look at my assistants personally, Pinal, Alex. I want them to become agents soon enough. They're building a great database. They've got a great foundation. They've got a great name. They've got a great work ethic. So they're going to become agents, which is exciting to see their journey going from 100K to 200 to 400 to a million bucks eventually in the next five years as well. I look at Mark, I think, you know, him coming from another agency in Blacktown, he's very much establishing his name now. Uh, again, great work ethic. We've got a 7.30 market appraisal tonight and presenting an offer at 8.30. So the work ethic and the hours are there. It's very much a patience game now, but accelerating that with great marketing, great energy and, you know, letting people know who he is. Um, I look at it as well and think to myself personally, Personally, for me, um, Rate My Agent, again, I don't think many people has won it three times in a row. I do like Rate My Agent um, a lot. I think the main reason is it's verified reviews. It's from real clients. It's not like Google. And any agent can sell a property, but not every agent can give a customer a good experience. And I think that's the best thing with Rate My Agent. Uh, you don't just get ranked on volume, on sales. It's actually vendor recommendations. So winning that three times in a row, it's not like REB and, and maybe other platforms where you have to put your numbers in and you know maybe put a couple of team members in there. With me, it's my clients. They're saying things about me and my team um, and they're all legitimate. So winning that three times in a row, that's a big goal. No one's done that before. Um, and now I'm in the Ray White network. So I suppose some personal goals. Um, I'd love to become number one principal. No doubt about it. That, that's a clear goal of mine um, based on GCI numbers, volume. Um, I'm going for that. Why? I think the best of the best are in the best network. And if you can prove yourself on the big stage there, um, that's going to be a big, uh, big achievement. Eventually as well, my office, I want to see my office get number one as well. We've obviously got a couple of offices to grow and more sales agents to come on board, which is a long-term plan, you know, five, 10 years down the track, but no doubt long-term, the best office in the network, as well as myself being the number one agent for many years. So um, yeah, look, some goals I've set probably higher than, 
um, most people will, you know, want me to achieve. But I know when the when the chips are down and when I'm doing my best, listing, selling, prospecting, no one's better. I do the hours. Um, literally, would would you know kill for the job. That's what I do. So yeah, I think proving myself in a in a network where you know people probably had preconceived ideas of where I was. He was getting handed business. You know, he's not actually doing the numbers. What can they say now? I've got my own office with my own team members and I'm doing the numbers. It's consistent. It's not stopping. It's only improving. So yeah, I suppose they're the goals on a business level, team level and, and individual level. Yeah, that's fantastic, man. And the, the one thing that I take from it is that you don't necessarily need all the tools or the brand either because you were doing all of this, yeah. you know, with, you know, respectfully um, with, with a brand that was far inferior to yeah. the one you're with but, yeah, doubt. but but no doubt like there's many good brands out there as well yeah right? and whether it's an independent whether it's another network like frankly it's it's your name your work ethic your hours your commitment your discipline that actually will get the results yeah. right um, because as we know there's some agents performing some phenomenal numbers in 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 other brands and independents and um they the it's 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 due to their own individual commitment levels accountability and work ethic so anything's possible for anyone listening to to this podcast um you've got to start somewhere um josh has been fortunate enough to see both sides of uh, what it looks like in terms of um, platforms to work with. Yep. So, you know, uh, now he's with an international platform. Previously, he was with a, a very small platform. Either way, he's managed to defy the odds and do well because he woke up every day and had goals and stretched himself in order to achieve those goals. So, um, you know, I just want to give hope to everyone that's listening to this that anything's possible and if you commit yourself and you've got accountability and you've got peer partners and you've got good people around you um, and, and, and the right environment, the right mindset, the right energy, the right discipline, then then you will you will achieve uh, anything really that is feasibly possible. You yeah, know? absolutely. Um, so, mate, as we start to wrap up, um, you know, it's 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 been awesome catching up again. And okay. you know, you, 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 your podcast was very very popular last time. It's going to be popular again. Yeah. Um, I've really enjoyed the friendship that we've developed, Joshy. And absolutely. you know, like the, these days, you don't have to sort of dance around the merry-go around every weekend to call call each other friends you know like yeah. the modern friendship is mate you're there when when we need each other yeah. and even though we may not speak for a few weeks or months or whatever you just pick up where you left off and yeah. i think that's that's the uh indication of, of true friendship yeah. um and mate you know on behalf of the industry in fact um I would like to thank you for the energy that you advocate and portray about the industry itself. Because I'll tell you why, prior to Josh Tesla, a lot of people had uh, archetypal type of um, image and pigeonhole mentality about real estate agents, right? Um, Post-test Josh Tesla, people are thinking now, you know what, if I'm good enough, I'm old enough. Because previously a lot of people say, oh, I'm too young or I'm not with the right brand. or you, you, you've, you've made all those limiting beliefs redundant, right? Um, so what you bring to the industry is passion, energy, integrity, honesty, transparency, uh, and profile, right? But also it's all underpinned by hard work 
um, and and long hours, right? Because let's face it, mate, we're not sitting here and saying this this stuff just comes to us and we do a deal a day just because you know we we, we use Facebook. You know what I mean? Sure. Why Facebook is one of you know fifteen initiatives that you yep. adopt on a daily basis, right? Yep. Um, it's the hours, so don't delude yourself if you're listening to this that this is going to happen just by being a lifestyle nine to five agent. It's not going to happen, right? No, no um, you, you've got to you've got to turn it from a lifestyle into a lifestyle, right? So it's it's a lifestyle industry, but it's got to become your life, you yeah, know. Understand. And you have to prioritise it. Doesn't mean that doesn't mean that there's no balance, um, even though I think the whole work-life balance um, uh, framework is a misnomer. What I, what I mean by that, I, I just don't think it exists in real estate. I think it's all wrapped into one. And work is life and life is work, you yep, know. 100%. And you do friends, you do business with friends and it's just it's just the way it is. So yep. it is a lifestyle. Um, you've I think you've managed to 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 balance it reasonably well josh i know that you're probably going to get better and better at that yeah. but you're in you're in hyper growth phase so there's sacrifices involved right yeah, um and and you're making those sacrifices today but certainly not at the cost of your health or your or your relationships no. but possibly at the cost of you know some social events or yeah. whatever that might be but that's that's cool right everyone's got their own their own their own um uh, uh pathway to success and and i'm enjoying watching yours and i just want to say on behalf of the industry thank you because you may not know it but there's a lot of people looking at you looking up at you and um what they're doing is 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 saying to themselves you know what if this is the pace the industry is heading in this is something i want to be a part of i love the energy it's infectious and um you raise the standard just that little bit extra than it was before you entered the industry so thank you oh bowie mate this has been one of my favorite podcasts <laughs> uh mate you're one of my favorite people in the industry i uh, mean i knew i'll tell you a brief story about uh, about bowie one day everyone was heading to Arik and I'll never forget there was a uh, I was on the I was on an aeroplane my first Arik in 2018 I don't think I've told you this story right. and then uh, Tom Panos was at the front he was with Gav Rubenstein you had Matt Steinway there you had John McGrath there um, I think yourself and your wife were there too right. and it was actually a like a rope in between like the front of the plane and the back of the plane and I was just behind the rope and I remember you were two seats in front of me you didn't know who I was but I knew exactly who you were and I remember I said to myself I'm so close to getting you know at the top of the plane you know I got to get noticed how am I going to do it it's on results hard work um, having good ethics and you know branding myself and then mate here we are in my new office a couple of years later you know doing some podcasts sharing some you know golden nuggets to everybody and I think my story um, all of being you know accelerated but you know my life's been accelerated 25 years of age now um, achieved some great things that you know potentially people don't do in a lifetime I've done only a couple of years so I think yeah age is really nothing if you work hard um, let people know who you are um, you know, have fun while you do it. I think, yeah, as you said, mate, I miss a couple of social events here and there and the sacrifice, but the ultimate reward is what I've got now and what I, you know, have built and what I've grown and, you know, being able to share these stories. Um, as you said, mate, if someone can pick up one thing from these podcasts or get a little bit of inspiration, what we do is worth it. You know, more than money, more than commission, more than sold by photos, more than reviews. It's, you know, the lasting impression you can leave on other people to, you know, inspire them. So I think, mate, you're an extremely inspiring person and um, myself as well, you know, inspiring others. It's certainly a great feeling, which no money can replace. So, mate, thanks for having me on the podcast. It's been a pleasure again to everyone.
you know what it is. Yes, that's the catch line. I love it. I love it. Hey, and um, no, I really appreciate it, buddy. And you know, one of my um, criteria for having anyone on this podcast is that they are an altruistic person who loves to give back to the industry, and you epitomise that. So that is my only metric to have to have guests on this podcast, and all of them love giving back. Um, so thank you, Joshy, for that. And guys, one big takeaway from today is. In life, there's going to be outcomes, right? But just remember, that outcome is not the final outcome. All that's going to do is lead to the next outcome and the next one, then the next one, the next one. And guess what? Some of those outcomes are going to be positives and some are going to be negative, right? But just remember, the only final outcome is death. And I don't want to be morbid, but that is the only final outcome. Prior to that, an outcome is just an outcome without a label because you don't know whether it's positive or negative because, frankly, what what looked like a negative outcome in my situation and Josh's situation easily became and very quickly became a positive outcome, right? So just remember, guys, if you have an outcome in your life, don't be quick to tag a negative one. It's just a outcome. Don't discriminate between good and bad because that outcome will just lead to the next and it may not be good, it may not be bad. It's just one of many outcomes, right? So just remember that, guys. And so good to have you, Joshy. Um, listeners, thanks for tuning in. Um, oh, my um, announcement is that, and I've told Josh just before we kicked off, is I'll be launching the Adrian Bow Real Estate Academy. So that's just exciting. be tuned. And that's in 2021, guys. So it'll be a subscription membership. I won't tell you too much about it today, but just stay tuned for the Adrian Bow Real Estate Academy. Um, there's going to be a lot of people involved, a lot of collaboration. It's going to be super fun, super cool. And we're going to do some great things in the industry. So, and Josh is uh, going to play a role as well. So all the best guys take care peace out